The Food Truck Championship of Texas is back again on America's largest downtown square in Graham, Texas on Saturday, June 5th. The Food Truck Championship of Texas is the wildest food truck festival in the Lone Star State. Gathered in downtown Graham, Texas, you will be surrounded by food trucks from all over. There are kids' activities, live music all day, a very cool beer garden to keep you hydrated, and of course, the big concert featuring Whiskey Myers, the old 97s, and Reed Southall. To buy tickets or for more information, visit foodtruckchampionshipoftexas.com. Plan your trip to Graham, Texas by visiting grahamtexas.net. Hey, this is Michael with Our Favorite Albums, and I'm here with Jason. How's it going? So you'll notice that we're not starting this episode out like we normally do. This one is a little bit different, and you'll find out as we get into it. This specific episode uh, is focused on a genre of music that neither one of us really care for that much, and that is country music, and even more specifically, red dirt country. Red dirt, which if you're not familiar with, is the region we're in, right? I mean, this is North Texas and Oklahoma is what we think of as red dirt country, which That's is right. kind of the bar band stuff that came about and kind of developed into its own genre or yeah. subgenre of country western i guess i mean is it a subgenre i don't know it totally is okay. yeah, it, it is um and and not to say that the musicians and the the artists who are involved in that are bad uh, or no i mean some of the, whatever yeah that, a lot of those guys could play really well really good players yeah, yeah it's, it's just not not the style that we we it, specifically it, like yeah exactly i mean I, I i like beer i don't reach for a bud light there's nothing wrong with a bud light sure you know? i mean if it's 110 degrees outside and i'm by the pool it might be refreshing but yeah you know, it's just just because you don't like something or it's not something you gravitate towards is not to say that it's bad in and of itself. It's sure. just not my thing. But I, but you or your thing. <laughs> but, it, but if you and I are at a steak restaurant and the waiter comes by and goes, hi, welcome to fancy restaurant. Can I get you a Bud Light? Uh, go, no, get that out of here. Get the hell out of here. I'm not here, here for no, a Bud Light. No, I'm here for – I want something good. I want something, right. I want something with substance. And, and, and uh, the diff- Maybe not as approachable. Something that's you know, going to take a little bit of meat to it. Yeah, maybe, maybe something complex. Maybe complex, something maybe a little go. more sophisticated. Exactly. Not to say that the Bud Light isn't sophisticated because by all means there are a lot of people that buy it. Hey, listen, it makes a lot of people happy, right? right. <laughs> so it can't be all bad. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good analogy for the country as far as you and I are concerned. It makes a lot of people happy. I, sure. I think it's great that people like to listen to it. But it's just – it's not something I'm, I reach for. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like Willie on Johnny Cash and that kind of stuff is fine. It's great. You know, the old country – um, but even then, even if it's in my record collection, it's not something that I play very frequently. That's right. You know, the Johnny Cash album comes out maybe once a year, and that's about it. It's just not on my regular rotation. Sure. Uh, and where I'm from, I'm from a, a family of extremely red dirtish type country people. Sure, sure. You know, I, I grew up in North Texas, maybe just 45 minutes or an hour away from the Oklahoma border, away from Red River. Right. So that's this is where this is all. Yeah, I mean, you, happen, you grew right? up. You grew up in the. Ground zero, if you will. Yeah, where, I mean, I, where this genre comes from. Yeah, I mean, my East Texas people. That's that's just that was. This is the soundtracks to the lives, and this is what they do. Now, I specifically didn't really care for it growing up. I sure. was a, I was a rocker, you know. I, when when grunge came along, I wanted grunge, and then uh, you know, I like progressive type rock. It's just a little more complex. Well, and when I think of country, like my disdain for country music, a lot of that comes from 
you know, being in high school in Houston in the 90s, and that was all anybody, like, it was so popular. Yeah. Like, I wanted to listen to Soundgarden, and you couldn't go to a party, and somebody didn't have a George Strait record on or whatever. Sure. And, it, and I've seen George Strait live. My wife's a huge fan. I've taken, he puts on a hell of a show. Once again, not anything I have any interest in listening sure. to, though, you know? Sure. So, like, but, my, but you understand why people like it. Absolutely. You don't like it. Sure. You don't yeah. necessarily just listen to it. Just because, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But if it's not, if it's on, it's not like you're going to, like, run to the toilet and, you know, histrionics and throwing your finger down your throat. Right, I'm not going to start beating you know, my forehead against the wall and <laughs> snorting Xanax or something just to make the pain go away. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just not my thing. Sure. Uh, but I can tell you that our friends, and, again, we live in Texas, and so we're surrounded by it. I we, mean, the, yeah, th- this genre of music is basically the national, you know, our state soundtrack, yeah, if you will. It's, yeah. it's part of the fabric of, Absolutely. of, of our tapestry. Um However, we've had multiple people ask us, when are you guys going to do some like, country music? And we keep going, you know, if, if you're waiting around listening to our favorite albums so that you can catch, like, <laughs> you're gonna be our breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to yeah. take some time. It's going to be at least into the 30s or 40s on the episodes yeah, before absolutely. we get to that. Um, but no, actually, it wasn't. Yeah, it ended up on episode 12. That's uh, correct. Because this one, uh, we took a bet. You're going to find out about it as we get into it. Uh, w- one of our friends popped his mouth off and said that he could do something that <laughs> neither one of us thought that we could. And so we just challenged him. And so here we are. Uh, we are having a, a special episode for our favorite albums. And we hope that you join with us as we break down the 2015 self-titled album by the Turnpike Troubadours. Our favorite albums is a commentary, criticism, and music review podcast. All tunes are copyrighted and owned by the artist, not us. We just have to tell... (laughs) Motherfucker! We are just here to tell our opinions, which obviously are our own, and don't reflect any artist, a sponsor, or whatever. This is Our Favorite Albums. Welcome to Our Favorite Albums, a music review podcast where we discuss albums in full spin format. I'm your host, Michael. I'm joined by my co-host, Jason. What's going on, man? And for the first time since we began this project, we are not sitting in our normal recording studio in Studios CDNS next door. We're recording live in front of a live audience at Pratt's Bookstore in Graham, Texas. Howdy, Pratt's. How are y'all? So this is by far the coolest bookstore on the planet. And I say that in full deference, knowing that uh, the great Larry McMurtry just passed away this week. And he defined what a, what a Texas bookstore is all about. Gail, where are you? Would, you? would you agree with that? Would you say that Larry McMurtry redefined what a bookstore is all about, right? Well, if you ever find yourself in North Texas... You should definitely find your way over to the downtown square in Graham and come by and talk to David and Gail Pratt right here at Pratt's Books. Book collectors, enthusiasts, uh, even people looking for a special gift for someone uh, or maybe for themselves. There are so many cool books inside here, inside this uh, inside this bookstore, that um, this isn't like Barnes & Noble. 
this is not like Barnes and Noble. Yeah, this is such a unique place. It and is. We are. Uh, it's, we are a, it's a special place. It's, Absolutely, it's great to be here. Um, if if you can't make your way to Graham, Texas, then you should mosey on down to PrattBooks.com, and that is P-R-A-T-T-S Books.com. You're not going to spell the books. B O R. Books. Books. We sell a lot of books here at Pratt's That's Books. Right. We do music, folks, not, <laughs> not English literature. Tonight we have a very special guest with us uh, for this podcast, and that, that will segue right into the album that we're breaking down for this episode. I'd like to welcome on mic our buddy Dan here to our favorite albums. Dan, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Dan is, a, Dan is a partner at De La Cruz and Riddell, Attorneys at Law. If you're looking for a new lawyer to help you out with your estate, to help you manage property or oil and gas rights, family law, maybe... Maybe you need to sue somebody. Maybe a DWI. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe some 420 problems. Yeah. Maybe you can handle it all, right? Yeah, right yeah. here in North Texas. Yeah. 420 problems. Travel. I like yeah. that. That's, yeah. That was well And well, we well get played. our books at Pratt's Books. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if you're looking for an attorney, uh, check out De La Cruz and Riddell at GrahamAttorney.com. So, let's talk about this, Jason. Shall we? You and How did I, we get here? Y- you and I are not big country music fans, are we? No, that is, uh, that is a completely true 100% statement. It is. Um, and it, you know, the funny thing is when, uh, when you and I started talking about this, we said, you know, what kind of music do we want to do? Do we just want to do rock and roll? Do we want to focus on grunge? Because we're grunge kids from the 90s. Sure. Yeah. Uh, do we want to focus on uh, like one specific genre? We're like, no, we're just going to do this. I mean, it could be blues. We, can, we might have a jazz album that doesn't have any words. We're, we're going to do... Whatever we wanted to do, yeah, basically, yeah. And then we both looked at each other and said, uh, "We're probably not going to have a lot of country music <laughs> in this, though." Uh, and then it's just because it's our personal taste. We just don't necessarily care for country music, right? Not anything I'm ever going to find myself at home. You know what I should put on is a country record. It's yeah, just, it's just not, it's just not my thing. Sure. And so we found ourselves at a uh, at a little Christmas party, a small COVID gathering. Yes, it was completely appropriate. Where everyone was wearing masks. Yes. For yeah. Socially distancing. Yeah. 100%. Yep. And, uh, and our friend Dan, uh, who also happens to be our, our company attorney, uh, was there, and he said to us, uh, I'm going to try to do Yeah, let's, let, let me back up real quick. So okay. we were talking, we were actually, uh, we were talking about music, and we were talking about not necessarily just the podcast, but we were talking about the music that we like. And if I remember correctly, the comment was, why don't you guys do any country music? Well, actually, it was, why don't y'all do any country music? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I said was, have you ever done country? And y'all were both like, hell no. no is, hell that no. How, is that how that uh, went? Are you sure? sure that's are you sure that's how that went? Absolutely not. Now, I, Listen, I, I, the recollection of the evening is murky, shall yeah, we say. Yeah, so. I, I will say that, um, that Jason, around, around my people, is known as the poor master. And so if you are... Uh, no ever at a function held by Mr. McCall mm. next to me, yep. uh, you can bet that your glass will be perpetually ad infinitum <laughs> filled, even mm. if you want more or not. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Popping bottles. And so by the time Dan... I don't uh, have a lot of talent, so i got to roll with what i got. <laughs> Dan, at that point, uh, he, he had imbibed a little bit, and uh, we had imbibed we. a little bit, and there was a little bit of swing grease in our step. And, and uh, the gauntlet came down. Dan says, I can, I'm not going to do the accent anymore. Dan says, I can give you three Red Dirt country albums that will change your mind. And we said. And we both looked at each other and go, 
You're on, man. You're on, man. You pick him. You, you come on the it. podcast. You, you defend it. it. We got it. Yeah. And so he goes, well, hold on a second. Hold on. No, no, no. I don't want to do the podcast. So we're like, yeah, you are. By the way, I may say the F word on accident, so please don't get offended. If I do, I'm going to try real hard not to do that. I might say it on purpose. <laughs> I'm going to say it on accident, but they're going to edit it out for me. <laughs> well, obviously. I'm going to edit in more. For See, you, my too. mother might figure out how to download a podcast, guys. <laughs> so... When, uh, of course, our antenna went up, and so Jason and I both, we, Jason and I actually look a lot alike. Um, when we go places, people accuse us of being brothers. Uh, that does happen. And we both, at the same time, crossed our arms and kind of put our hands on our chin, and we went, hmm, you're on, you're on. So we said, give us three albums. We're going to pick the one that sucks the least. <laughs> That's I can verify that statement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you, Mister Attorney, Mister Juris, you must come on and defend your thesis. In, in retrospect, uh, challenging an attorney to come tell us we were wrong about something might not have been the best decision in the world. But <laughs> there was wine involved. So, yeah. well, there's music too, yeah. and uh, you and I tend to be kind of hard headed when it comes to music. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I also um, want to throw some quotes right back at you guys. Go ahead. I heard earlier that night. Um, I won't say who said it. Nirvana sucks. That hold on a second. No, and my friend Patrick is sitting right over here. He will attest. Happened. Nirvana. Happened. Nirvana yeah. is overrated. It's not that they suck. I heard similar comments. Yeah, as a band, uh, Nirvana is overrated. I don't know. But maybe I said they suck, but I meant overrated. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, we were drinking. What are you gonna do? I don't want to get, I don't get <laughs> thrown were, out of my There were others, but I don't want to go too far down that path. So, so this, is, this is how this went. <laughs> by the time that I got in that night, it was an early night. I think I was home by one. Uh, by the time I got back, Dan had already sent Jason and I his three choices. And they were cross-Canadian ragweed, and that was something gravy. Soul gravy. Soul gravy. Yeah. And I, st I still stand by that. It's a fantastic album. There was a. You're not, you're not even. You're not even on this. Is, you're, you're not up yet. You, 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 know, you know what? Mute me. Then. You, you, <laughs> you don't have to defend that one. And yeah, we're, we're not listening to that one. So you're fine. You're fine. The second one was Reckless Kelly. Wicked Twisted Road. Yeah. And right. the third was a, 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 an album by the Turnpike Troubadours. Now I want to tell you real quick how this went. I sat down and I put on my headphones. My big hand phone so I could listen to this. Because I said, if Dan is going to defend this, if he's really going to come in here, and uh, if he's going to come hard, if you're coming hard, man, you better come hard. And he's coming hard. So I put on cross-Canadian ragweed, and I hit play. And I immediately looked up and went, oh, fuck, what have I done? Uh, <laughs> that, that CD jams. And so, <laughs> it rocks. so I, I, I reached up, and I hit the button to go next. And I listened to about three or four seconds, and then I hit next. And then I listened to two or three seconds, and I hit next. And I hit pause, and kind of put my hands on my head, and I said, okay, um, so cross-Canadian ragweed's not speaking to me. Let's go to Reckless Kelly. Reckless Kelly it was, started up, two seconds in, next, next, next. And then I took my headphones off, and I looked up at Jesus, and he looked down at me. And I said, my God, what have I done? How in the world am I going to spend the next month listening to this album to give it the treatment that Jason, that you and I typically do. And, and to that point, we, we listen to these albums for 
a month in advance. We like, do. All the time. Yeah. Constantly, constantly making notes. I mean, there's a reason there's you know, notepads up. We just make notes. We listen to this thing constantly. Yeah. So if we're going to commit to an album, that means we're going to listen to that album for a long time. Yes. And, and to practice what we preach, we don't listen to a song or two and then skip around. No, it's a whole album. We listen to the whole album from front to back. And believe it or not, you get music. You get a totally different perspective of music when you listen to an album that way. So I turned on the Turnpike Troubadours. Now, we'll have to say Turnpike Troubadours actually played at the Food Truck Championship here in Graham, Texas, which is a big event that we have that, uh, oddly enough, Dan's, uh, Dan's bride is the, uh, the person who puts that on here as the Chamber of Commerce uh, director. What's, what's, her, what's her actual title at the Chamber of Commerce? Uh, boss lady of something, something. I don't know, yeah. see uh, the Chamber of yeah. Commerce and, and so, so we have a big event called the Food Truck Championship. Uh, of Texas, where we have 40 to 50 food trucks that line up on a Saturday. You sit here and eat all day. You can go from food truck to food truck. And then that night, they have a big concert. We've had Pat Green here. We have had Robert Earl King. Yeah, that was the, the inaugural one of Robert yeah, Earl King. Yeah. yeah, Reckless Kelly as well. Reck- that's right. They, well, believe it or not, I skipped that one. <laughs> but the Turnpike Troubadours were here in 2018. Now, I had heard of Turnpike Troubadours. They have a song called... Uh, uh, gin and smoke and lies that I'd heard, and I thought that was kind of a rocking tune. But uh, man, I, Jason, I, we, we were within spitting distance of this band, and we sit there and watch this band. Actually, uh, full did, disclosure, did you, no, did I, I, I left before the Troubadours. Okay, so, yeah. so there was a band I was there for the opening on. band, and I left after. So that. I, I sit there and listen to these guys, and they rock. I mean, they straight up rock. But the music, I can do without. Dan, I'm not going to lie, I can do without the music. Okay, you know. So we'll see. This is what I want to do, audience, by a show of applause, if you would, please. Those of you, tell me, have you ever heard an album by the Turnpike Troubadours? <laughs> by, by the same response, do you like Turnpike Troubadours? I, I would say that in our uh, live audience here, there's definitely a majority uh, in the Turnpike crowd. Yep, I'm going to uh, canvas. I brought my people. I'm going to canvas my. I've got support, <laughs> so watch yourself. It's okay. it's okay. He picked the jury. I'm going to. Uh, can, I'm going to canvas my partner on this, Jason. Uh, before, yo, before we started listening to this, did you ever listen to Turnpike? Trailers? I've never listened to a song or an album. I didn't even know they had the Gin and Lies and Smoke and whatever that was yeah. song. So I, I had no idea. Okay. So um, I knew that they played at the food trucks, and I knew that I left before it started. But that's that's the extent of my knowledge of the band. Ringing endorsement of uh, Turnpike Troubadour. So. Uh, you tell me, I told you my experience when I first started listening to these albums. Mm-hmm. The very first thing you thought when you kicked off, what, what did you, what was Which one or on? all of them in general? Uh, just, let's, let's just stick with Turnpike. Okay, let's stick with There's a lot of fiddle. A lot of fiddle, right? And like wear you out fiddle. There's a lot of fiddle. And yeah. uh, fiddle's not my uh, favorite instrument. It's okay. Just to, just to be clear on that up front. Sure. Um, yeah, it's not my thing, yeah. really. Um, I like violins just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, fi- a violin and a fiddle. And- <laughs> it depends on what genre of music is being played in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, there was a lot of fiddle. Sure, sure. And I'm so, standing by that. <laughs> so what we wanted to do tonight for you uh, is talk a little bit about red dirt country music. Because traditionally, if you come to me and go, hey, Michael, I've got some red dirt country I want you to listen to. I'm going to say, hey, man, I appreciate you so much. Have a great night. <laughs> and the conversation's over, right? But, but let's talk a little bit about Red Dirt Country Music. 
and you guys hop into here and, and help sure. me out. Dan, you went to school at Oklahoma. Yeah. What year uh, What year did you graduate from Oklahoma? Well, I went to law school up there, and I graduated in 2015. Okay. And so You uh, know what you call 32 Oklahoma cheerleaders lined up in a row? A full set of teeth. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, yeah. hey, I, yeah. I, I still got Oklahoma all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, Texas, I'll keep this going. Oklahoma here. people, Dan didn't applaud at that, so don't hold that against him, okay? <laughs> yeah. um, but you were you were there in Norman, Oklahoma uh-huh. during the... Uh, when this album came out, really, right? Really the birth of, of Red Dirt Country. Well, this album, this album this came album out in 2015. Did, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's when, yeah. I, well, I probably just left there. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were there when Red Dirt Country was really starting to dominate that part of the world, right? Oh, I think it's been dominating there for a long time. Okay. Uh, and, and they've sort of had two scenes. Like, you know, growing up around here, um, we kind of called it Texas Country for a long time until, you know, we realized a lot of the people that we were listening to were from Oklahoma. And sure. And we had to sort of change the, the thing. But, you know, cross-Canadian ragweed was huge and sort of the, the turn of the century or millennium, whatever. Um, Great Divide was another big one, Jason Bowen. And we were listening to these guys and calling it Texas Country, had no idea where the so, other was. So from. was that all like early aughts? Yeah, early aughts, okay. late 90s, stuff like that. Pat okay. Green was big at the time, and, sure. you know, he was sort of the face of so Texas I'm, Country. So I'm very familiar with Pat Green, but Pat, is, Pat is, Green, he, is he Red Dirt? He, he's, a, he's a Red Raider. I mentioned Roger Krieger, Aggie. Yeah. Pat Green, Red Raider. I know somebody out there is going to perk up when I yeah. say that. So, but, um, but you would consider Pat Green to be Red Dirt as yeah, well. Okay, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. So, so let's early talk about, on, especially. Okay, but in the beginning, for sure. Now, what about like guys when, like Robert Rakeen? Oh, hundred percent. Hey, he's you call him Red the, Dirt. He's one of the pillars of you know the I guess Texas country scene back in the yeah. days before this sort of merge and meld of Texas and Oklahoma. At least you know there's probably people out there that know a lot about history and they'd say that I'm wrong, but. You know, in Texas, you had guys like Jerry Jeff Walker and mm-hmm. Robert Earl Keene yep. and Lyle Lovett. Right. And in Oklahoma, you had guys like Tom Skinner and Bob Childers, and you had uh, this sort of organic Oklahoma influence, and then you had some Texas guys. And then somewhere around the late 90s, early aughts, this all sorts of come together. And uh, you, you've got sort of these guys touring with each other, and it becomes less, you know, Texas country or local country or whatever, and it becomes sort of this red dirt country thing at yeah. least in my perception okay so all you got that all combined together into one thing eventually kind of organically mm-hmm. so okay sure and, and jason and i in the in the past we we tend to uh we focus on texas musicians well yeah and i was going to say like, i like robert rookie yeah Great. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. Uh, Fighting yeah. Texas Aggie class of 1979. He and, he and Lyle Lovett both Okay, we're, we're going to play roommates. a game. Everybody out there with a drink. Every time he says Aggie, you have, you to, have take to drink. You have to drink. Gail, I'm a, you, need a, you should have brought more time. drinks, okay? This is going to get bad, I promise. Yeah. You know what? Challenge me. Do it Challenge Do it me. I'm, I'm going to get everybody so tits up drunk if you keep this up. I, I I, and everybody remember, Dela Cruz and Riddell 549. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, so I just wanted to clarify that. So you, Robert O'Keefe, that is Red Dirt as far as yeah, I would consider that. Uh, you know, there's nobody I think in that sort of um, subgenre or the the acts that we were talking about that hasn't either toured with Robert O'Keefe, covered one of his songs. You know, it, 
And Robert O'Keen is such – you guys have seen him out here at the drive-in. Fantastic, yeah. One of the greatest Great shows I've ever yeah. been to. Uh, it, I mean, you had to go watch him. At A&M, you had to go watch yeah. him to get your diploma. I mean, you, right. you had to because yeah. it was just like a safe. Drink. 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 Everybody. Everybody. Hey, so where would you put somebody like James McMurtry in that? Man, I'm glad you said that. Because I consider so, him – that, that's just pure, like, Texas Americana – yeah. As far as I'm concerned, but you love Man, he's got a song called Choctaw Bingo. That's why I was curious. That's why I was curious. 100%. So I, I would say that guys like James McMurtry, and I would probably try to loop uh, Todd Snyder into this. Very Americana. Okay. okay. He, he's, he's, he's a Nashville guy. Yeah. Lives in and plies but his craft so in Nashville. So influenced by Jerry Jeff Walker. Right. You know, that's okay, so sort of what about like Steve Earls and Jason Isbell's of the world? Very similar. And they may not be red dirt from this area or not doing this thing, but, it, you know, Americana and sort of red dirt, it, it becomes hard to draw the line between them. Would yeah, you consider that, that its own, like, so like you know, Jason Isbell, James McMurray, they win Americana yeah. awards and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But so you're... You would consider those to all be one like subgenre of which is all just red dirt, or would you consider red dirt to be the big genre? I would consider, if I had to, uh, you have to. Red <laughs> dirt would be sort of a a regional uh, sect of Ameri- Americana. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay, that's fair enough. Well, and and really, Jason Isbell is. He's Muscle Shoals, right? Yeah, right. But I mean, he's, he's Alabama boy. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal yeah. songwriter, yeah. by the way. And, and, oh yeah. And Sturgill really is. I mean, he's got a song called Kentucky. Cannonball. I mean, that's Kentucky, yeah. right? And, and so is Tyler Childers, and yeah. those are phenomenal. Yeah. Man, I'm glad and, you said Tyler Childers because he, he, he was on my top twelve this year. My oh, he's great. And there, there's a lot. His his album that came out this year, A Long Violent History. There are a couple songs in here that I mean, you can hear it. I mean, that that fiddle saw is like straight up kind of everybody doing the same yeah. thing. And then you have a guy like Coulter Wall that's actually from, I think mean, he's from like the like Manitoba, Canada. Yeah. yeah, but but this is a guy who's kind of playing within this space. So I'm glad you said that because the history of, of music, specifically uh, within country, go, has a direct shot through Oklahoma. Yes. You know, it, it does. Bob Wills and, and the Texas Playboys, those guys got big by going to Tulsa. You know, they have a right, song, right. Take Me Back to Tulsa. I mean, it is it is straight up Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, Merle Haggard is a, is an Oklahoma guy. You know, he is known for, oddly enough, a pothead. Uh, had a song, <laughs> Okie from Muskogee, where he right. says, we don't smoke dope and marijuana. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we see yeah, you. Do. you. Yeah. But but this, this train movement from the guys who got sick of the Nashville kitsch. Yeah. And, and that stuff where those guys, like, took off west, and some of them stopped in Oklahoma, and some of them came into Texas like Willie – and uh, and Waylon and those guys, but really Oklahoma has its roots in all of this Western movement of sure. country music, right? Sure. With two things to that point, I would say that you know, a long time ago when y'all were probably in, in your forties or so, <laughs> they used to call country music country and Western, and now they don't anymore. It's and all the, country. The right? Western thing, you know, country music from Nashville sort of took a left turn. And a lot of these cats just kept going straight and doing the same uh, thing they'd always done. And that's one of the reasons I think Turnpike is is uh, so demonstrative of this is because it's Western. Sure. Like, it's not just country and red dirt. Like, there's a lot of Western theme to it. But if you look around the country at guys like Todd Snyder and Tyler Childers and Sturgill Simpson, they're not doing anything a whole lot different than the Red Dirt or Texas and Oklahoma boys are doing and gals. Uh, but they're just 
they're still doing their own thing. It just sounds a little bit different because they're doing it where they are. Yeah, sure. Well, wherever they are is not really the establishment in Nashville. Well, like, that, that's, that's a great solution. It really is a good solution. And Nashville country just kind of turned into. I don't even know what you call it. It's, it's, well, it, it, this is this is to me this is like the like the glam rock, the cock rock stuff in the eighties, where it, like, all you had to do was you know, dress the same, yeah, and you yeah. were in the genre automatically, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like all the Nashville guys, I have to do is put some boots on and get a hat, and automatically your country. Well, well in this whole, you're just singing pop stuff. This I mean, whole tractor rap move, where I mean, you're basically oh, yeah, just doing pop worst. with a twang, you know, and, and it's just like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, who like, Ron Swanson is. He's the dude from uh, Parks yeah, for Parks and Recreation. Yeah, and one of his funny little lines is, "I hate uh, two things: lying and skim milk." <laughs> water that's lying about being milk. Well, that's how I feel about a lot of quote unquote country music these yeah. days. Is that it's music that's lying about being country. Sure, sure. And there's nothing. And, and that's kind of. Yeah, I'll make a point on that from when Michael was talking. We started like what we or what I specifically hate about country music is everything we just talked about. Yeah. Like the yeah. stuff out of Nashville, it's just, it's just such a waste of time. Yeah. And, and what's funny about Nashville music is it sells. You know, it sells and it's it's meant for the dumb masses. Hey, sure, know? Poison like, sold millions of albums like, in again, the 80s. Focus towards the dumb yeah, masses. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I mean, at some point, uh, Dan, I know that you, you probably weren't born at this time, but back in the, in the 80s, um, there was a time when the, the most masculine men all looked like women. and I, I The reverse age it. jokes don't work as well as the we're old age jokes. But still. <laughs> I was trying to make a stab at it. Maybe I, I know, I know. But I, yeah. no, at, at one time, what we considered to be like like a real man was a guy whose hair was teased out real big and like David Coverdale. Fantastic like, mascara. Just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, like, yeah, man, yeah. you got to spend a lot of time on your, on your eyeshadow. Um, and, but, anyway. Yeah, but... <laughs> And, and that's kind of the way I look at Nashville country now. You know, I want, it's, it's all it's all image. It's all uh, no substance. Yeah, all right. marketing appeal. Right, and, and really just making a list of all the stuff that makes you country. Like, okay, so we got Grandma's sweet tea, and we're on the front porch, and so one of us has chiggers, and then we're going to go a hunting or a catfishing. Yeah, and uh, the the real girl who's a country girl uh, likes to do noodling for catfish. You know, I mean, that, obviously that kind of stuff. You didn't like, mention the truck. You got to mention the yeah, truck. Yeah, truck. But you know what? That goes back to to David Allen Coe. Because, you know, Steve Goodman and that whole yeah, David yeah, Allen yeah. Coe the greatest, was drunk. greatest country song ever. Hey, my mama got out of prison. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. But he's making a list, and that's kind of a character of this. But um, I think that Red Dirt Country Music is as legit uh, a, a biopic of the way we live. We live in a small town. And if you walk out, just throw a rock out there, you're going to hit somebody that lives a lot of the stuff that you hear in Red Dirt Country Music. And it seems legit to me. Yeah, sure. It, it's rural without telling people that you're rural yeah you know it is and some of these songs and tyler children's another great example but some of these songs in here are sort of a, a commentary on the issues that affect us now sure. in the life that we live but they're not they're not talking about an f-250 necessarily yeah. but you know that that these are who these people are and it's authentic and that's what you're not getting out of it the, the authenticity these means the that they don't have to yeah, mention have it to, all the time right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, so uh, you, we mentioned Jerry Jeff Walker, the great Jerry Jeff Walker. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's from New York or New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Robert Earl Keane, Aggie. <laughs> They're not doing it. For the people at home, they've given up. And for the people at home, oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it for them. Yeah. You, you mentioned Bob Shilders. He, he was a Stillwater guy. A Stillwater guy. Oklahoma yeah. State University in Stillwater seems to be kind of where a lot of this like melding pot came together. Uh -huh. um, Eskimo Joes and all that stuff yeah. where these guys were just kind of playing. How about a guy like Ray Wiley Hubbard? 
So funny story, my I think my granddad my granddad drove a bus for a little bit in the late seventies. Man, that's country. 80s. That is yeah. country. No, it's as country as it gets. Yeah. And it, what's even better than that is he was like it wasn't for the school or anything. He just drove a bus. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> had a just a wild, you know, um, unsavory life at one point, and then he like sobered up and then became a Baptist preacher at some point. Okay, but, that's a song waiting to happen. I know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, so, I've got a lot of so trauma. I got, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Granddaddy's bus. Yeah, but he drove a bus for Jerry Jeff Walker. Okay. for a little bit and Delbert McClinton for a while. Wow, and Delbert McClinton. Wow, gave me that's my first By the way, there's a book here. Wait, at, Delbert at Clinton gave you your first harmonica. First harmonica when I was two. Wow, yeah. there's a book here, but Pratt's by the way. Uh, I saw it and I walked in about Delbert McClinton. Yeah. Uh, the, the music selection of books, by the way, we're kind of right here in front of the Texas history section, but just down the way there, uh, Gail and David have some incredible music history books. Oh, yeah. They've got some on display over here. There's a book on the Telecaster over there. That, yes. Uh, and pick up we'll, be talk, we'll be talking about the Telecaster yeah. later. And by the way, if you're trying to find the selection of books, there's a, helpfully a sign over it that says music. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, James McMurtry, you mentioned? Yes. Uh, roots right here in our part of the world because his dad yeah, is Daddy's yeah. just from around the He's corner. He's from yeah. Archer City, Texas, and that's where the last picture show was uh, was filmed. Uh, they called it Anarene uh, in, in the movie, but that's about Archer City. Mm-hmm. Anarene was a small, uh, just a, like a little outcropping of folks between McGargle and, and Archer City, and so that's where that came from. Uh, but James, he, I mean, well, he, James is one of the greatest songwriters Ever one, one, one of my Earth. top one of my yeah. top three songwriters. Phenomenal. Yeah. I, great. And we mentioned Jason Isbell earlier, and so just to prove that I don't hate this kind of music, um, my wife and I actually flew to Birmingham a few years ago to watch James McMurtry open for Jason Isbell because there were six shows on the tour where I could get wow. both of them at the same yeah. time, and the only one I could get to happened to be in Birmingham. Birmingham. So that's Birmingham's a, hell, a fun town, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's a hell of a place to go to to watch a guy from Alabama. But right? a crazy venue. But, yeah, watching Larry watching James open for Jason Isbell was incredible because you're watching awesome. a guy that's been doing this for 30 years open for a guy that's been doing this for a fraction of the time and, like, yeah. roles reverse kind yeah. of thing. But it was a great show. So James McMurtry's doing a lot of – I'm plugging other people now. But, sure. Uh, he's doing a lot of uh, live stream shows on Facebook. And you yeah, can he is. donate, and it's a lot of fun. Cool. Great – his son's, so, not, his son's not bad either, by the way. Back to songwriting, and one of the reasons we'll talk about Turnpike here in a little bit, but uh, James McMurtry and Robert O'Keen, such phenomenal songwriters. A guy in a piano bar once told me, I asked him for a Robert O'Keen song in some place far, far away from here, like maybe Little Rock. And he said, Robert O'Keen doesn't write songs, boy writes movies. <laughs> and I don't know if that was an original line. It's a good one, though. But he does, like, the stories that are in these. And these, that's what you get out of James McMurtry. Yeah, you get this, there's a picture that's painted. Like he there's paints, these characters, yeah. yeah. The, the story's a little deeper than just, mm-hmm. like, he lets you know where you are, what's Absol- going on absolutely. at the time. Yeah, it's and a whole other ballgame. You kind of supply some context in your it's, own Well, it's like read the book, actually, right? Like, yeah. you're filling in all the blanks. Yeah. Like, you see you see, the, you see what he's talking about. You see all the background. You see what the characters look yeah. like. He does such a good job of being descriptive. Well, and that, that folksy, storytelling, ballady type of uh, of songwriting and storytelling where it like puts you out there and you're like, I know exactly what he's talking about. You know, exactly. I've, I've been to Choctaw, bingo. I, you know, I had, I had, but, but once again, back to Dan's point earlier, I, I, he doesn't I, have to tell you he's driving an F-250 because when he it. drops you in the middle of the town and tells you the story, you just assume he is. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you probably yeah. pick the color and the fact that he needs a new paint job too. I mean, he, he's yeah. got it all right there sure. for you. There's, it, a, there's a hay spike on the back of that dude. Exactly. I can see it. One headlights busted. Well, and my disdain for just listing all the shit that makes you country, uh, it, Robert Earl Keane has the Merry Christmas from the family, which basically is just a list of all the country white trash stuff that his family did. You know, going yeah. down to the to uh, to pick up some tampons and some diet. Needs more cigarettes. Yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. References cigarettes. A little Easter egg for the album here. Ooh, nice, nice. All right. 
So that's uh, called I, foreshadowing, folks. I, I think that the red dirt stuff really uh, it is defined by that folksy storytelling, that ballady yeah. type stuff, um, which can wear on me a bit. You know, sure. I'm from a I'm from a, a town that uh, when I graduated high school, there were two thousand people in the town, mm-hmm. and so uh, when I you know when I hear stuff, I'm like, man, this is like going back. It was like going back home. You know, yeah. I, was, I was talking to my friend Daniel back home, uh, and he was telling me about the blue catfish that they were catching this this week. And uh, I mean, where else? I mean, you know, just like that kind of stuff. Right. Like, you know, he, he says they're on the spring bite. Bring your boy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and like man, I can I can hear Daniel Corn sing. But but these guys who are singing red dirt country music, they are singing about the stuff that these guys live. And so sure. this type of this type of lifestyle. They're not having to fake it. They're literally just telling you what is going on in their front porch. Sure. And, and that is something that I really appreciate, even if I don't necessarily like the music. Well, you know, I've, I've been a – do you like Steve Earle? Yes, love yeah, Steve Earle. I've been a fan of Steve Earle for years. Huge I would fan. never never have lumped him into the country category. No. Ever. And well, I – you know – But um, I was going to say with your – with your explanation, I will I will take him as being in yeah. that, that that same genre there. So I, I drew a family tree here. I started with Jerry Jeff and Robert Earl King. Towns of Manzance got to be. Oh, oh got to have course, Towns, yeah. Absolutely. The, the, the true troubadour. I mean, yeah. the, if there ever was a troubadour of of our lifestyle mm-hmm. and how we live here in Texas. Towns of Manzance has got to be one of the few guys that as good as his songs are, they all sound better played by somebody else. Yeah. Well, in, in in the last 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, he, was, he, was, he was terrible. Yeah. yeah. In the last 10 minutes, you, we've listed my top three songwriters ever, and that is Jason Isbell. McMurtry. That is Jason McMurtry. And that is Towns Van Zandt. Yeah, sure. those, those guys wrote a, a song that was absolute poetry. All, yeah. all please, sure. all, all deference to Chris Christopherson, who was, you know, the really it's such a poet or even hank williams who was the uh you know the the, the shakespeare of, of the south you know those guys the, the way that they are able to weave this tapestry and weave that this you know the fabric inside of this blanket that you're covering up with because it feels so comfortable you know th- this is the type of stuff where it makes sense here in the part of the world we live in absolutely have, it, but you also understand why it's so popular everywhere else right because sure. it paints a picture of a part of the country uh, a part of our country that happens to be kind of ingrained in everybody's ideas about sure. what things are. I mean, there's a reason that Westerns were the most popular genre of movies yeah, for right. years and years and years. Right. There's a reason McMurtry's books still sell. You know, he's so yeah. popular. The, this part of this stuff is people like this. Sure. It sells. It's yep. good. Uh, so I went from, from those guys. You mentioned Bob Childers, mm-hmm. uh, who was really considered to be the four, uh, the, the godfather of, of Red Dirt Country. Uh, that turned in, in into the 80s, turned into James McMurtry. You and I have talked before, and we will talk extensively in the future about James McMurtry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and how he hooked up uh, kind of this Heartland type music with um, uh, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. That's that correct. His yeah. first album, yeah. which was uh, something that his dad Larry actually lined up for him. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Steve Earle, who was you know ended up being again ended up being a guy from San Antonio and ended up being a heroin addict. Right. You know, Towns Van Zant was a heroin addict. I mean, these guys were living like it's a really really tough life, and they're telling about their stories. They're living like jazz musicians. Yeah. That that turned into guys like Jack Ingram. And yeah. Corey Morrow, yeah, and, right, and Pat Green and Roger Krieger and Jason Boland, you mentioned earlier, uh, and Cody Canada and, mm-hmm. and Seth James and these guys that, that that I don't necessarily care for, but I can absolutely admit that I appreciate their genius and the fact that they do appeal to a group of people that I don't necessarily maybe associate with, but I can appreciate the fact that they can do that. Will you associate with me? Well, yeah, but but that's one, the thing. But maybe, maybe I do associate with him, Dan. One of, maybe I do. One of the early sort of uh, – I don't want to say early, but one of the things my parents hated about 
you know, Texas country and me listening to it in the late 90s or whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, it's your songs about Texas and weed. And we get it. We get it, bro. And I feel like every one of these guys got to write I, a I don't see the downside, so. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> but it's not all just, you know, Texas and, and drinking beer and sure. doing these things. Sure. It's, there's a lot of depth to it. Yeah. L- lots of family stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's red, red dirt is named after the red soil that you find within the Red River Valley all the way up to Stillwater. But, um, I mean, it, it, when you get down to Texas, like you were saying, it's really hard to define this red dirt when you throw it on a guy like Max Stalling, who's from Uvalde. Yeah, you know, sure. Max Stalling is another great one, man. Absolutely. I, my kids even have his live album. Memories. Really? Uh, every road trip I put in Max Stalling live with Dan Silverleaf. I'd love to hear that. You know why? We listened to it for hours. Where do you think you went to school? Drink. <laughs> We're going to keep this up. I'm going to need a refill. Dan, why did you pick this album by the Turnpike Troubadours? So um, I got some notes written down, but I'm, I think I've already said all of that stuff. You know, uh, there's something. And, and, you, and you have to convince us yeah. that this is a good album. Here, and I gotta t- I'm got i going to tell you straight up, the first impression that Jason and I both had on this was, God dang it, yeah. we've got to listen to this. So yeah. much fiddle. Well, here yeah. it is. So much fiddle. So we talked about... You know, country and Western and the departure from mostly anything Western. And we talked about the songwriting and the stories that are told and how it relates to us. You know, when you when you listen to music, if you don't feel something, mm. even if it's terrible music and, you know, it's something that's going to play for three months on the radio. If you don't feel something, you don't enjoy it, you don't associate it with anything, you know, uh, I feel something from this and, and the things that they're, they're talking about and the stories that they're telling, I've lived those stories sure. in somewhere or another. And I think anybody growing up in this part of the world has, but I think people, you know, in wherever, New York, Washington, anywhere rural, you can identify with some of this stuff. Um, and even if you didn't grow up in any of the, if you grew up in New York city, um, country has a weird, you know, following up there for some reason. I don't get that. I mean, we talk about Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. This guy's from New Jersey, and yeah. somehow he sounds like he's from Kentucky yeah. you know, when he talks. And it just, but like, the, how in the world can somebody from New Jersey, from the boardwalk of New Jersey, really be able to speak to that heartland thing that we're yeah. talking about? But he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Right? 100%. You know, and I don't, I wouldn't say that he's sort of his version of Americana and the stuff that kind of bleeds into that sort of gritty. You know, real people problems is not too far removed from this. And, and I could be I up here. You're right about that. I could have just, you know, I'm not a one-trick pony. I could easily be doing All Eyes on Me, the two-disc uh, set from Tupac. That's my jam, too. Okay. Um, or We'll have you some, back and do Tupac again. That sounds like fun. So. Yeah. Listen, we're talking 90s rap. You, yeah. You're speaking to me. Hang on. No, I, can do, I can do I'm this. Down. We'll do it. Yeah. Hey, I had a Wu-Tang sign in my front yard during the election, okay? Wu-Tang is for the children. Yeah. <laughs> Wu-Tang is for... It's, What's uh, up? I said elections are temporary. Wu-Tang is for Wu-Tang, right. is, for Wu-Tang right. is nothing to fudge with. Yeah, right. And so uh, the stories that, or the things that they sing about are, you know, firstly, rural or relationships yeah. or... Um, I had some other. Let me look at my notes because I feel so outclassed with you musical geniuses here. Uh, I want to make sure I'm covering everything. I don't uh, think I don't think being humble suits you very well. Yeah, I said that. It's I, not. I, I didn't have to cue the audience for them to laugh on that for some reason. Yeah, we're covering it all. Um, Red Dirt Country. Um, why this album though? That's that's what I want to get to. Like, the, the, why, so if, if you're going to try to convince us of something, we've already told you we don't like it. 
Why in the hell would you pick this one to be the one that you have to convince us of? Knowing that it's going to be a hard audience. So I've got homework for your your followers. Okay. Right. Go for it. There are songs before and or albums before and after this one that reference characters within this song or this okay. uh, this uh, CD. I read Lori. 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 Okay. I, is one of them. Yeah. From track Jimmy. Two. Is Lori and Jimmy. Okay. How about Dan? Dan from the Bird Hunters. Dan's friend from the Bird Hunters. So I suspect. Jim. I suspect Jimmy. Um, Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy is on a previous album, uh, and the song is called "The Funeral." I, it could be a movie in itself. It's one of those just awesome stories of of redemption and struggle. Maybe not even like a more of a prodigal son sort of story, but I suspect that. The main character from our first song, and it's not confirmed lyrically, but uh, and Lori are going to have a future together on their next and final album um, that, that uh, they put out so far. I hope it's not the final one, uh, but there's there's some some characters that recur through some of these, and that's what I love about it so much is that you kind of. Uh, when you hear that character on the next album, you're like, oh, I love this. You get yeah. to see what they're up to. Yeah, and their next, album, yeah. their next album was as phenomenal, and the one before this one, they're, you know, I'm a big fan of their entire body of work. Seen them live several times, not not just uh, here in Graham. I so. mean, it's the crux of, of this entire podcast project is it being able to weave these stories into a full album that carries over. You yeah. know, it's not just picking little songs here or there. You actually have this entire body of work that you're creating, and these artists are working so hard, and they're so good, and they're applying their craft. I'm, I'm going to jump right into the history of this band. Uh, this was a, kind of a local uh, Oklahoma band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the singer, and I think with, with Was all, it the singer and the bass player that started it? Yes, Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, you guys know more than R.C. Uh, Edwards. Not... R.C. Edwards is the bass player. I'm, I'm, we, we nerd this up a little bit. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the of the music. I'm not quite a you know. Yeah, so R.C. and uh, Evan Felker. E- Evan Felker, yeah, the, the ones that put the band together. Yeah, and uh, those two write. Most, they write the yeah. Most they write the bulk of, of, of the songs, right? Uh, the guitar player is a guy named Ryan Engelman, who and is fantastic. Christ, by the way, wow, player, he's incredible. Man. When they were here, he was playing uh, kind of a light blue Telecaster. He plays that, that uh, uh, so he plays that in a lot of stuff. I think played, that's his like plays go-to. the strings off it's of ridiculous. that axe, man. Just absolutely. And I sit there and watch that guy, just thinking, man, he is really hot. And that's really one of those kind of things. Hot. Like for me, like I got through the fiddle, and then the guitar started going. I was like, oh, you know what? I, okay, I can. I'll listen to this. Yeah. This, fiddle, this guy's fiddle, good. Fiddle player is Kyle Nix, mm-hmm. and man, I got to tell you, he's doing some solo work now. By the way, okay. Okay, and I, right. I'm sure he's very good at what he does. I yeah. just, it's just not my thing, right? Yeah, so we get it. That, that whole sawed yeah. off. Dave Grohl. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole, like, pick it up and do. That just kind of wears on me. I don't know if Dave Grohl played fiddle. I'd probably give it a shot. Probably would. Uh, drummer is a guy named Gabe Dave Pearson. Pearson. Uh, this album was uh, released in, night, uh, in 2015. It was self-titled, but this was not their first album. Uh, they had some... Uh, some indie releases that they had worked through. They were on a, a record label called Bozier City Records. I want to go to that for a second. So yeah. I think, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's their record label, right? Didn't they start their own record label? Man, guys from Oklahoma sure. starting a Bozier City. I know, band. right? I, I don't know. No, well, I, think, they, I think that's their record label. And I, I think they put it together so they'd have control of the masters okay. and all that kind of stuff. They, I think it's their record label. They sing a couple of songs about that area, Shreveport and Bozier City. Right. But it's all the same. About. Again, we're well, all so talking Bozier about City this was, area. So Bozier City was the single off the first album. There, there, are, right? there are two or three songs from this album that was from... That were re-recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that they were re-recorded. See, I told you I did my homework. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Kudos. Um, th- there were 
two or three songs on this album that were written by the great Rhett Miller of the old, old 97s. 97s. Yeah. And I would, like, band. I would like to bring up old 97s because they will be playing at the Food Truck Championship in yes, Texas. This year. Yeah. 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 Great. Along I had with, nothing to do with that, by the way. I, I don't believe you. You are full of shit. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Every time that they announce the the groups for the food truck championship, I think, man, I hope they get somebody good. And then they bring out some, one of Dan's favorite bands. You're welcome. So I, I know that he's the one who's, who's up and picking these things. Uh, this was recorded at 115 Recording in Norman, Oklahoma. Boomer. Sooner. Do I have to, do I have to drink for that one? Oh, all the people back there are saying sooner. See it. They're so, out of the mic range. That's why you guys can't yeah. hear them right if now. If you have to drink when I say A&M, then you have to hit a, some crystal meth if he says <laughs> Oh, that's hardcore. All right, well, we're going to end the podcast because I've won. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this was recorded mostly at 115 Recording. Uh, the owner of 115 Recording Studios is a guy named Wes Sharon. He was also on the mix. This was engineered by a guy named Matt Wright. And uh, the guy that mastered this was Eric Kahn. I say all this because I don't know who any of these guys are. Uh, Ryan Engelman was also has producer credits on he this. Does, He's yeah. the guitar player. Yeah, Matt, so. Matt Wright, the engineer, and Ryan Engelman, who is that guitar player, uh, he he serves as a producer. So okay, so real quick, so we had talked about this like briefly. I made a comment about. So I was surprised that supposedly this sold thirty five thousand records, and you said you had something you wanted to say on that. I do. You got that information from Wikipedia. I totally did. We did, yeah. and it was source number ten down at the it bottom. It was. I clicked on. I it. clicked the link. It was three or thirty four thousand eight hundred copies sold as of January nineteenth, twenty sixteen. So okay. where are we now? Okay. I don't know, but I've bought it at least one time. <laughs> so it would be more than is what you're saying. More than it would be more. Okay, got gotcha. And also, backing up to um, the credits, um, I found, and I wasn't totally just fact-checking you here, uh, but John Fulbright also played accordion, banjo, was a composer, and played acoustic, piano, supplied some vocals. Uh, John Fulbright is now a solo act. He's written some awesome songs. So is he a, some, is he a studio musician on this, or he just said? I in think with he them, was or? part of the band at one point. At one point, okay. Once gotcha. again, I'm not a super fanboy. I don't know everybody in the thing, but I know all the words. There, there were so a lot of session musicians on this on this album, right? I could not find who played the pedal steel. I, I, there is a pedal either. steel on two, two so, tracks, yeah, I think. Yeah, there, there's a guy named Hammer and Hank Early that plays. He's part of their band now uh-huh. that plays the steel and the dobro and yeah. maybe he's like a resonator or whatever. Yeah. Um, he may have been on there, but I, I'm with you. I couldn't figure out who was playing that steel guitar. That's Uncredited. just one of the things that I love about this. You, you're not going to have many albums where you're going to have an accordion and a banjo and a steel and a fiddle and, you know, whatever, a saxophone. A you say that like, like it's a bad thing. <laughs> but it's, you know what, what, what's but interesting? It is a country no, I got thing. you. I got you. I'm it is, it is instruments. You know, it's sure, not, sure. It's not a mixing board, and yeah. it's not a lab, and it's not... No, it's real people no playing keyboard. instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's playing... I mean, I'm sure somebody is, but it's this isn't coming out of a Fender, you know, uh, IBM laptop. No, M- Michael and I complain about that all the time. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I was when I was a teenager, everybody wanted to be in a band. Like, yeah. we all wanted to play guitar, play drums. Somebody wanted to be the singer. Everybody wanted to be in yeah. a band. Everybody wanted to play instruments. It was, like, the coolest thing to do. Nobody wants to do that anymore because yeah. you can all make an album... Yeah. With your laptop yeah. in your bedroom, well, and, and that's all it takes is, anymore. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Guitar, as you well know, is hard. You know, it is. And you know, learning the trumpet is hard. And these are things that it's Pre- a lot pressing easier. Pressing sequence to, is, is yeah, not very hard. It's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. Not saying that that music doesn't have its place. 
Sure, sure. But some of us still have, uh, you know, an appreciation for the instrument. The craft, sure. Yeah. The, the craft, craft itself, yeah. I just noticed that. Look at the book over your left shoulder. Yeah, right there. I want to punch you. Next to Texas women, okay. the fighting Texas Aggie Hey, right here at fratsbooks.com. I see my buddy Carter back there throwing me a gig. I mean, his dad actually went to A. Gail, did you plant that behind Michael on purpose? Right there behind him. Of course, obviously. That's the most beautiful book I've seen all day. Uh, so th- th- within the history of this band, I did note that it seemed like their releases, these albums were kind of sparse and kind of few and far between. And I read that it's because Evan Filker just said, listen, this we make albums when we have an album made. And so instead of this like mass production, you know, get in the studio and write something new. Yeah, just crank it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, I mean, he, he's actually writing it. He's the, the singer, Wes Filker, and really who I think is kind of the – Kind of the brilliance behind the Turnpike Troubadours. This is a guy who's from Southeast Texas, uh, Southeast Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, he, he comes from a very blue collar family. His dad was a cowboy, and I don't mean cowboy as in rodeo, like a real live, working the ranch type cowboy. And he was from this small town and lived this rural life and this very real existence. That when he writes a song, he on the first time I listened to it, I was going, oh, "This is just so simple." But really, there's so much to it. There's so much heart. There's so much feeling. Yeah. And, and that would go into this like precipitous fall that he had at one time where he got so bad on, on uh, booze and on so, drugs. So, that yeah, so they, just, like, they actually apart. reached uh, like a burnout point. Um, and I, I watched the – it was the Byron Berline. I'm going to mispronounce that. The fundraiser up in Oklahoma where they just – have you seen this on YouTube? I'm, yeah, I've probably seen him. I mean, he's just, I've seen a lot of videos. He's just too. so intoxicated. Yeah. Like it's, he's just melting he's down. And I guess stage. the band, I yeah. mean, he was like Amy Winehouse intoxicated. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess they just fell apart after that or went on hiatus. Is they, that, I think they, they went on a hiatus. Like an indefinite. And then I feel like they started to come back and book some dates and then just realized it kind of wasn't flowing their way. Yeah. And so I don't know. I hope. Do you think that, they're still coming back? Man, I hope. I hope. Because, you know, I. It's just one of the greatest greatest country bands, whether you like country or not. Like to me, sure, this is sort of the new standard. Well, and you, you hate for, uh, regardless of the genre and regardless of what your yeah, opinion you is, you hate for somebody like to go out like that, yeah. right? And, I mean, and he, sure. like end on top. Yeah. Don't have to quit making albums yeah. because you weren't capable of performing anymore because you have substance abuse problems. Yeah, he, you know, fix he, yourself, yeah. go make another album, and yeah. then retire. You he had a fall down. Yeah. I mean, his fall was crazy, and he was tied to like Miranda Lambert. And he yeah, there's all sorts like he, so also this guy ends up in the stuff. like the this guy ends up in the tabloids. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's, it's kind of like the whole Caleb Followell thing of uh, of Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, yeah, yeah. where like these guys were huge. Um, another then, another Oki reference there. If you keep oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it, it, when these guys fell, they just fell apart. And, and heartache and trouble that seems to make the best art. Yeah. But when we see these guys fall apart, it's very tragic. And I think yeah. that happened with Evan Felker. I think he's got his life together now. It seems um, like it. So hopefully they'll come back and do think, something else for think, all the fans. I know? think he's in Texas, and he's, he owns a, a cattle ranch somewhere in Texas. And I think he's doing okay. Yeah. But there for a while, it was kind of touch and go for Evan Felker, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, okay. So. so so we have gone through kind of the history of this. Uh, we've given you a little bit of a, a look of why Dan thinks this is – an album we should like. We've given you an idea of why Jason and I don't like this type of music. And so now we're going to get into the 2015 self-titled album by the Turnpike Troubadours. And we're going to listen to this thing all together. So we're going to take a break. We're going to refill our glasses. We're going to buy some books from prattsbooks.com. 
more books. I spend so much money on this place. Love and when it. when we come back here, we're going to listen to this album. We're going to see if Dan has convinced us that this should be one of our favorite albums. Stick around. And we'll be right back. Pratt'sBooks.com. Jason, what do we know about Pratt's Books? Well, it's the coolest little bookstore. That's right. In the region. As That's far right. As I'm concerned. Actually, maybe in Texas. Um, I've been to a lot of bookstores around this country, and there's a lot of cool bookstores. Um, you know, bookstores are kind of a lost art, really, if you think about it. That's right. right. Um, but they are a cool bookstore. I have a lot of books from there. We always make it a regular stop on our Christmas shopping mm-hmm. gift line because you're always going to find something unique and in great condition. That's right. Pratt's Books uh, in Graham, Texas. If you find yourself in North Texas, stop by Pratt's Books. Otherwise, go to prattsbooks.com. Thousands of titles, historic titles, collector's items, or even just books that you've never have seen before on a topic that you just may be very well interested in, right? Absolutely. I found the randomest things over there. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to get. Stop into Pratt's Books or go to prattsbooks.com. Attention retail store owners, imagine this, your customer walks in and is greeted by an associate with a tablet in hand. As they browse the store, your rep makes recommendations based on their current selections, all the while building an accurate customer profile that you can use to improve business. On the back end, this powerful retail management software ensures you have the correct inventory on hand, follows up with customers to bring them back to the store, and provide the best possible service. Turn each and every one of your employees into a superstar at RetailProDemo.com. That's Retail prodemo.com For questions, comments, or suggestions, visit us at ourfavoritealbums.com. Find us on Twitter at ourfavealbums, on Facebook at ourfavoritealbums. If you want to send us an email, send it to info at ourfavoritealbums.com. We are live at Pratt's Bookstore in Graham, Texas. To shop with Pratt's Books, go to prattsbooks.com. That is P-R-A-T-T-S books.com. Or you can visit them in person right here on the downtown square of Graham, America. The Turnpike Troubadours performed here in Graham back in 2018. Correct. At the annual Food Truck Championship of Texas. This year, the Food Truck Championship returns to Graham America after a COVID year with a full day of food trucks from all over the state. And, of course, a concert headlined this year by Whiskey Myers, the great old 97s, and Reed Southall. Make plans to be in Graham, Texas on, on, I'm sorry, on Saturday, June 5th. Visit foodtruckchampionshipoftexas.com for more details or to buy tickets. Today, we are joined by our buddy Dan, who popped his mouth off and told us that he could convince us that he could find a Red Dirt country album Objection. that we would like. <laughs> Overruled, The court does not recognize you, counselor. <laughs> we called his bluff, and thus today we are discussing the 2015 self-titled release by the Turnpike Troubadours. So, Dan, you noted... Uh, before we get into the to the to the album here, 
You noted that there was one very specific omission that you left off on your description of Turnpike Troubadour's songs. Uh, themes. So uh, it was really about tornadoes. I wanted to work tornadoes into it. They've got a few songs that reference tornadoes. One of them is about, uh, on, a, on a different album, it's solely about tornadoes, um, you know, with underlying uh, events. But uh, they talk about, uh, I think I referenced a lot, relationships and farming and these sort of things that are unique to rural or prairie life in, in Oklahoma and, and North Texas that I identify with. And, you know, nothing is more Oklahoma than a good old-fashioned tornado. So. <laughs> or a good old wife beating, right? Hey. <laughs> in the middle of the tornado. Now, I, for the people, you know, all the people in here know me. I'm from Graham. Texas here, but uh, I did go to school up there, and I still travel to Oklahoma all the time uh, for work, and uh, I've had a lot of good good uh, experiences up there, so I have to defend them against... So what he's saying, everybody, is please don't hold us against him, is what he's saying. And if you ever find yourself in a a pickle where uh, you may have involved yourself in a wife beating, go to (laughs) cramattorney.com for De La Cruz and Riddell attorneys at law. Not licensed in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be listening to the Turnpike Troubadours. Dan, what are we listening for here? Um, like I said, the stories. So okay. there, there are some characters here that uh, I think if you listen to a lot of their albums throughout, uh, you'll see some some characters that you kind of get to know. Um, but you're looking for the story of relationships and and uh, rural sort of uh, commentary, you know, the country boy goes to the big city. Mm. You know, he goes, a lot of that, a lot he of that, goes yeah. back to the country. He has these sort of struggles. He falls in love and out of love, and some of it's dark and ominous, and you don't know where it's coming from. Oh, that, that's a pretty good like, yeah. intro because yeah. we're going to lead off with that. And, right? and he's, there's, he's there's seen some drug wanted. addiction, and there's, yeah. uh, there's some fights. There's some You, you, know, you can hear conflict. those demons. Yeah, those yeah. demons are already here in Evan Felker's stuff, and you can tell he is conflicted. He yeah. is dealing with existential crisis for someone who is trying to make it and then coming back home where he realizes where his heart yeah. is, right? And that's Heartland music. And also sort of the, the lighthearted countryside of it, you've just got a, a boy that's got a crush on a country girl, yeah. and, and you've got... Uh, um, a sweet song about you know trying to make up, and you, you've got these relationships and these things, and they're authentic. And he doesn't have to tell you that. Mm. He doesn't have to say, "I'm a country boy and I got a truck and got some catfish." <laughs> you you know that when yeah. he says it, and you're like, sure. "Hey, I'm getting deeper than that. I'm going into his problem or his yeah. issue." I got it, Jason. What are you lo- what are you looking for on this thing? Hopefully, more fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what Dan says, uh, the storytelling. I mean, this this kind of music, as we talked about in the opening session, is is about storytelling. Yeah. And I want I want to see the themes. I want to I want to hear the. I want to see the pictures be painted. I want to hear that. And guitar. I mean, one of the things I like about Texas and Red Dirt Country is, you know, that hot guitar playing that we kind of want to expect, right? And yeah. So that, I want to hear. I want to hear that. Got it. And yourself. Um. I, I'm looking for that authenticity, that overt authenticity that can override whatever simpleton whatever your presuppositions were <laughs> whatever, whatever what, what the stuff that i tendly eschew I sure. when, when i'm because i'm looking for complexity i'm looking right. for someone who's giving me a complex body of art 
We, we know this isn't Rush. This isn't Tool. So yeah. it's, we have it's, to set it's our not. expectations differently, right? But, yeah. but I want to hear excellence. I, want I, to hear, I think I, want I speak to hear for something. everybody in the room here besides you guys when we object to Simpleton. Well, okay, but okay. I'd like to go for the I, record, I, counselor. I didn't say Simpleton. So I, I, uh, I appreciate that. But you, you will also a- acknowledge. Please that discuss when, that with my partner. When we start seeing Heartland stuff, we're not talking about crazy philosophical like this isn't tool this isn't progressive rock by by rush this is someone who's singing more simple type like yeah. pastoral type yeah this type is, cl- themes, this, right? is close, yes, this because is closer so, to the heart if you will and listen i can make fun. emma was so philosophical <laughs> don't even get me started you are going to call down the fire Jack. all right all right, all right. let's we'll spin this let's contained. spin this thing up let's let's get going this is the 2015 Release by the Turnpike Troubadours, self-titled Turnpike Troubadours. There it is. Right, listen, There's the fiddle right off the bat. Now I'm home. Listen, goddammit. <laughs> I said I didn't want to hear that. That's exactly no, what we there. got right All on. All right. We're, we're going to keep going with it, though, because it's coming. It's coming. This is the 2015 self-titled <laughs> album by the Turnpike Troubadours. I would note that uh, all songs written by R.C. Edward, Edwards and Evan Felker, unless specifically noted. Right. This is the Bird Hunters. Correct. This is the Bird Hunters. Track one. Kind of a waltzy breakup song, right? So I'm going to go ahead and say real quick, you know, we were talking about the songwriting, the painting. You're there. Yeah, when I... When I first listened to this, and you know, making notes as I go through, I wrote Larry McMurtry-ish. Yeah, yeah. And you're there. You're in that moment. Yes. Some bros, huh? Well, and, and knowing that he's not faking this accent, that this is real. That's what he sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and this is, he's from an area where I have family from this area. That's the way they talk. You know? Right, so exactly. He's, he's not putting any sort of affectation here. He's really meaning this. So well, so, and I like the fact that it's like that line, of, my hand's around a Belgian-made brown, and he's talking about the Kobe kicking up, you know. He just painted a picture for us. Well, I mean, and he's not talking chiggers and catfish and tailgates yeah. and no. shit. I mean, he, he goes, Belgian made browning. I mean, yeah. this is someone who has a little bit of sophistication. This is for, to him, yeah, right? for real. Yeah. GC, GD, GC, these chords over and over yeah, and over. Yeah. It, it, this is not a complex composition. I would like to say I really like this guy's guitar tone. Yeah. The electric guitar, the Ryan's guitar tone is fantastic. Engelman, Ryan Engelman. And he plays a he plays a weird he plays an amp I never heard of before. It's called a car. It's out of Raleigh, North Carolina, and it's a forty four watt. Huh? What the what the hell is that all about? Incredible! It's a great chorus. The harmonies are awesome here. My Church of Christ raising like this. Yeah. this the harmonies in this yeah. really speak to that. Yeah. But the music tell you you're you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a Church of Christ joke for those of you playing <laughs> <long comments. laughs> They're not dancing either. Well, what I like about this is that he painted the picture of them hunting, mm-hmm. and then we get all the way through the first verse. We get in the chorus, and he's talking about the girl, all right? So there's there's a love story here, but it's painted over the top. Yeah. Of he did just come to sing to us about a bad love story. No. No, no, there's his buddy telling him, hey, you're an idiot. Right, yeah. There, there's a, this is where you're supposed to be. But it's back home, yeah. You're supposed to be here, there, there's a, and that's there's, what I think there's about a line, I think a grand There's a line coming up towards the end here where he talks about, 
There. I love that. And we if can you, all identify with that. No, I'm just kidding. If you married that girl, you would have married her family. You dodged a bullet, my friend. That's right. the line. And that, that is such a cool line. She says, go on back to Cherokee County. Why don't you crawl back with nothing but a razor, a razor and a, a comb? comb. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, babe, if you need me, you're going to find me find me wherever you found me to begin with. Yeah. I'm going back home. And I think that that speaks to the guy who's gone out there and tried something, sure. tried to break out of his world, and it didn't work. What? And he knows he can go back home. He what? knows he can go back and find his people. Yeah, like the old buddies he's talking to, like his hunting buddy is going, hey, better off back here anyway yeah. man come on what are you doing yeah. and, and they're doing it around a bird hunting so back to the belgian made browning really quick as i screw up the bridge here uh this makes me think that him and Lori are going to be we're going to see them again together on the next cd part of the the homework for the folks listening okay very interesting and I, I love that he tells her you can go to hell i'm going home but at the end there, there's just a little bit of optimism. Like, she's going to come back for the rodeo. Yeah, we could dance. We could dance. She's going to come back yeah. on the 4th of July. And I maybe I can convince her to stay. Yeah, like after all of his friends have been telling her, you're yeah. better off without her, just stay yeah. home. Don't worry about but going she's back. she's going to come back home for the rodeo, and he's going to change her mind then. And so the, the last verse when his buddy's like, hey, we still got some time to hunt here a little yeah. bit. It's like kind of make it happy, you know what I mean? He's got a uh, kind of a, a kind of a booze-soaked drippiness to his voice. Yeah, where he sounds like a bar band. Yeah, yeah. And, and these, they were a bar band. At one yeah, point, and, so and these guys sense. made albums uh, to kind of replicate what it felt like watching them live, right? Sure. And yeah. didn't that happen with King's X? That's exactly what those guys. Well, were I think any, any well, decent right? band started live. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. And you're right. This is just. Yeah, you, you could two step all night to this. I mean, it's, it's the simplicity. It's a waltz. Yeah, it's, it's a waltz. dance hall yeah. music. Exactly, like it's made for people to come together on Friday night. And this is the real story about Red Dirt Country. And, and how many dudes Welcome. out there have had a hunting trip with their buddy? With their buddy's like, man, fuck her. You know, yeah, or you've been that guy, and you've been like, you're hey, better man, off without just, her, man. What are you can doing? Can you just kill some birds and quit? Belly aches. <laughs> quit you hearing about her. It didn't work out. Stop bitching and shoot a bird, man. Tired of listening to you. You're running off all the birds. Okay, so this is uh, track number two. This is the Mercury. Yeah. This is a great track. And this is where you're going to meet Lori. Yes, Lori, Lori's in this. She, okay. She's in a previous album and in a future album. So if I understand correctly, the Mercury is an actual real bar outside of Tulsa? Yeah. Here's the cigarette reference. Marlboro Killers, yeah. there we go. Yeah, Mercury is a real bar in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Cowboy Killers are Marlboro Red cigarettes. Yeah. I love that line, too. She's got a bunch of problems, but she didn't try to keep them. That's right. <laughs> I like that line. Her kind of yeah. love is a little like a fist fight. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I love this whole, like, jealous bar slut song yeah. you know, where he, he and Jim are fighting over this girl that... Uh, Jimmy is... The, the friend from the previous song, right? The main character in the funeral from two records ah, before okay, this. Okay. Yeah. I love this uh, this minor blues. This is a uh, E minor G A back to E minor. So is it just me or does this have a big Robert Earl King vibe to it? It kind of does. Yeah, I kind of get some of that. Um, you, this you, is actually my son. You guys know my son Owen. Huh? He's nine. For people listening, uh, this is his absolute favorite song. Every time in the whole world. Every time he's like, yeah, he, play that. So when I was at he your office to everything. for the yes. office thing. We cranked up my was, electric guitar. He was like, play Mercury. That was it. Oh, nice. That's awesome. The uh, the sheer electricity coming off the sound here. 
and this mix is so thick, man. So I mean, these this, guys this have, is the, this this is the awesome. kind of stuff that, even though we we're talking about, like, this is not something I'd like, would, we were talking in the first section, like, put on at home. Like, if I'm on a bar, I want to hear this band yeah. playing yeah. right now, right? Like, I want to play some pool. I want to send around the You're drinks a up edgy. to the band. Maybe you don't want to get in a fight, but you'd like to watch a fight. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a couple shots of tequila and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll throw yeah. a poker, too. Just like, hey, yeah. it's not yeah. happening either. Oh, is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Owen, get in here and help me. Yeah, right. I love that line. It's a five bucks for a shot and a beer. Now do you wonder why I wound up here? Yeah. 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 20 bucks, you can make a pretty good evening at that for those prices. Uh, do you guys ever watch True Blood? Watch what? True Blood on HBO. Yeah. It was a uh, show on HBO that their theme song was a song by Jace Everett called I Want to Do Bad Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exact same uh, song. I yeah, wasn't referencing my notes earlier, but people around the world might know that these folks, uh, Turnpike Tribadors, was featured on the Netflix show The Ranch and Yellowstone. Wildly popular okay, song. Yeah. Here's a tornado reference. Man, I love the reverb on that snare. Pow, 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 pow. Build, 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 build. This is the last verse, but there's a tornado in there somewhere. Gotcha. We're going to take your word for it, Counselor. Go back and listen. I will. Not you, the people. <laughs> there's people listening to this, right? It's not just the folks in here. Well, there will be eventually. Eventually, yeah. It's like calling you out to the devil. You know, there's a little bit of, like, devil went down to Georgia feel here. You know, kind of this oh, evil, absolutely. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like a devil's triad. This has got some old school outlaw country to it. Whoa, that was a good track. Track like, three, like down to here. Woo! Big steal. So, Dan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This to me has like a real 90s country vibe to it. It kind of does. It's like an early 90s feel to it. You know? And that's why I said, you know, the rest of country music progressed on, you know, the red dirt sort of movement right. just stayed on the same path. Okay. And RC Edwards' bass on this is so steady, dude. This dude. Yeah, he's just holding the whole thing down. He does a uh, EDC B flat run in a second. This is all G, C, and D over and over and over in these chords. This is a very catchy tune. Yeah. Super listenable. This whole this whole album is super approachable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's, there's nothing in this album that I found that would be necessarily off-putting. Uh, I got one. I just got the finger. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Now, that was just me counting one, not... not I wasn't giving you the finger I was doing one I like this song because it makes me wonder what this guy's previous experience was before he came back home like what did you do that you feel like you're a complete F up and now you're back home like where was the fall from grace so is this I I interpreted this as two buddies talking yeah. right so one of them came back and he thinks he's a like you said, he's yeah. completely up with everything. Down on his luck Terrible. for some reason. But hey, it's okay, man. Just stop, yeah. stop your whining. It's 
going to yeah. be okay. A wise man once said, you never get respect in your hometown. You know, and I think for someone who wants to break out, they're trying to break out of, again, if, if maybe he viewed it like I did, where it was like, this is simple music, I want to try to break out of this. Because Evan Selker hated country music when he was in high school. Really? And it wasn't until he was in his early 20s he started listening to country music and fell in love with it. Yeah. And so suddenly this guy who is really good at his craft started off hating this type of music. Right. You know? He was made for it. Yeah. He was just resisting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine this guy trying to sing grunge? Like, his voice was built for this style of music. Yeah. yeah. R.C. Edwards said, this song is about, you might be a screw-up, but you're going to be all right because we still love you. It's about going out into the world, doing your thing, and always having a place to come back to. You realize you can go home because you've still got your people there. And that's the theme of this entire album, is going out and trying and failing and coming back so because your people are still R.C. Edwards wrote the lyrics for this one? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think he's a, he writes a lot of the, the bass player writes a lot of their stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I think he and Evan. Like a, are, like a disrepo- but I saw an interview about this album where Evan said he'd written four songs on it by himself, and then RC wrote the others, I guess the ones that weren't the old 97, so. It's pretty sexy steel on that song, too, by the way. I, just saying. You know what? And I thought the fiddle. If you like that sort very, of thing. The very like palatable, it. I feel yeah. like. The, the, the fiddle was very approachable on that, too. This is uh, track number four, Time of Day. Yeah. Everybody sings about hillbilly girls at some point. And I wrote, gag, I fucking hate this. Okay, <laughs> my, okay that's fair. Yeah. And Everybody. then I wrote, terrible, when he talks about... Everybody sings about catfish. Yeah, there's a catfish <laughs> on a corner post. The catfish oh, on the corner post. Nobody uh, sings about catfish heads on a corner post. Have you ever seen that this out is the first. country? This is out the first. on a dirt road? We used to do it every year. I have not actually. I'm gonna have to. I've never heard a song about on that one. If, if you have catfish, a big catfish, you always put it on a post. Yeah. Yeah. Brag. Yeah. Show your neighbor. Doesn't catfish come from the fixed section at the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a city boy, man. Come on, come on. Settle, settle down, Houston. Peaches come in a can. <laughs> Goddamn right they do. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. Nothing too crazy here. I have to Deep. say, I, I really, I dig the guitar playing on this. Yeah. He sounds really good. It's all D, E minor, G, D, E minor, G, kind of back and forth. Um, maybe a little bit of vapid, vacuous approach to the lyrics, but that's okay. I, you know, I, I think the guitar playing is great. The guy plays a telly like it was meant to be played. Yeah. Like, seriously, like this this genre is a Telecaster genre, and he makes it sound like it's supposed to sound. Well, in a Telecaster, typically it will be kind of twangy and just kind of like plinky, like that, that attack and that approach on the strings. But then he's got, some, he's like, got some balls to it here, yeah, though. It's hot. It's, it's really hot, though. I mean, he's still got that hot thing you think about with like the chicken picking and all that kind of yeah. stuff in the country sound, he but does he's got that. some balls to it. Yeah, yeah. he does this Oh, he definitely road. does the chicken picking, but he's got a real ballsy sound. Yeah. I got a head full of whiskey. You know I got a belly full of crow. But if you're coming with me, little mama, better let me know. Hey, man, we can't all, not everything is Shakespeare, okay? It can't all be hits. Hey, you, we got, we got to write a couple of songs that are like, hey, girl. Hey, you know, yeah, like, Dan, I'm going to take your side on this one. Not everything can be Shakespeare. No, but you can try. <laughs> Speaking of Shakespeare, the Pratt's books section. <laughs> There's got to be a Shakespeare book. There's a Shakespeare in here somewhere, I'm sure of it. got to be. Used to be a uh, first edition of Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry in the back. There was. And El Moss? It was also signed. Yeah, signed by Larry McMurtry. First edition. It's not here anymore. I didn't say where it was. 
I just was pointing at the cute girl in the front row, man. Cut me some slack. So once again, this is like if I was at a bar and this was playing, being played, I would be super happy. Yeah. Like this is this cool is fantastic. Thing. Like if these guys were the band that we had playing right now, I'd be very happy. I mean, we're just two stepping to this. Yeah, just do some little two stepping, drink some beer, play a little pool, send a round of beers up to the band. You know, I haven't had the, and I don't want to you know criticize this song or these guys, but you know, with the way albums have been produced for the last thirty years, there's like three bangers and a lot of filler. Yeah. And if you were to consider this filler, it's a pretty decent song like, you it's know, not terrible it's, it's, it's not, not my bad, favorite like to, to, to your point the album is pretty consistent yeah. throughout like, so there's one song on here I don't care for otherwise I think yeah. that wasn't it or was no that, it? that was not it oh, so you hated that one and yours is I'm saving mine for later didn't care okay. for it this is number five is reading in the year this one you've got to fill in some holes on this it starts Dan, off with I don't know what the letter's about it sounds so, Dan, I Dan, I have a question for you on this band in general because there's a lot of fiddle on this. So, was the fiddle player in the band originally? I think so. Or did they just hire him so they could play shows in Texas? Because <laughs> if you want to play in Texas, you gotta, you gotta have, have a fiddle. You gotta have one of them. Well, well executed, my Thank friend. you. Thank you very much. Well, they stuck, actually covered stuck that the landing song. on that one. <laughs> Thank you very true, much. True story. <laughs> they covered that song. There was a tribute to Alabama where a bunch of people right. played their songs. And did they do that one? Theirs was. If you want to play a text, you, you got to play play This uh, copies the song structure of the Rolling Stones song Dead Flowers from uh, my favorite Rolling Stones album, Sticky Fingers. Really? So this song makes me think, you know, he leads off with, I thought it better not to talk about the letter that you sent. Right. It was no one else's business. It was barely even mine. And clearly the letter's addressed to him, you know? And so I wonder... You know what could a letter like that? What could you? What could, what could you write? What could be on that? Yeah. And I won't forget to put roses on your grave. It's dead flowers. Uh, Somebody C, get him a water. C E minor. <laughs> I've got my beer. I've got my Negroni, and I've got my uh, core water bottle over here. You'll notice. Uh, C E minor. C G falls down to the F. Another tornado reference coming. There it is. There it is. Met by. How great is that, though? The metaphor of two tornadoes. Uh, for those of you at home, they're like they're hand signals and they can't hear things. Oh, yeah. No, no without question. Producing on the How great is the metaphor of two tornadoes in Kansas you colliding together? Yeah. It's just, it doesn't get much more. It definitely paints the picture. That is prairie. Yeah, it that definitely paints the picture. prairie life. It Once goes again, like this. Great guitar fourth, playing. Great guitar the fourth, playing. the fifth, there's a minor fall and a major lift. C, E minor, C, G, F. I mean, Leonard Cohen taught us how to, how to write a song, and these guys did it. Yeah, they definitely, definitely did. By the way, that was a quote from Hallelujah by the great Leonard Cohen. Oh, I got you. I have a New Year's Day song. Everything starts anew on New Year's Day. This Dear John Letter type song, he's starting over. Things have sucked, but uh, it's a brand new year. We're going to ring in the new year. 
Yeah, it's got a sense of optimism to it, right? I like that that fall. And he swept out the tornadoes with Roman candles in that verse. So once again, still an explosive metaphor, right? Man, that's about as Texas or Oklahoma as it gets. Roman candles. What's Roman candles? Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting line on the chorus. You miss your whiskey the way I've been missing you, and cheap champagne is not a good way to ring in the not ringing in the year. There you go. And I wonder if you even think about me. You think about me at all? Yeah. yeah. I'm over here miserable, worried yeah. about you. You sent me this terrible letter. Hey, you sent me this shitty letter. And I wonder if you miss me at all. Why'd you send me the letter? I don't think there's a single to, to bring up previous podcasts. There's not a single fade out. Yes, on there, this, this is, album, this is fade out free. I just tuned up real good there. <laughs> this is, oh, I love not having this a fade, is fade out, out free. With These a, are real musicians. Am I, am I scoring some points with the Jewish now? This is track uh, number five. This is ringing in the year. This was written by Evan Felker and Rhett Miller of the Great Old Sevens. The first time I heard this, all I could think of was Town Van Zandt. If, yes. if I need, if you needed me, yes. if I needed you, yeah. Like, it's got the same kind of vibe to it. Do me a favor, close your eyes and tell me you don't hear Merle Haggard's uh, influence on this. Especially when you have him drops. Yeah, I can hear a little Merle. Yeah, I can see that. Typically, I hate songs that are written about writing songs. You know, it's, yeah, it's if like the song ever starts off with "This is a song about a songwriter," like I'm gonna write a song to try to influence you, but I feel like you still get a picture of this, and I can picture it uh, a little bit further on in, in the verses. But uh, funny story, this is Chris's favorite Turnpike song because sometimes when she gets really mad at me, I play this song, <laughs> and she's not quite as mad. I love the song structure here. Sir, the soothe the savage beast. He's got verse, bridge, verse, bridge, and then the like right here. He goes, and to think I stole a melody to stop you now from leaving me. A little song to make you see that little rhyming scheme inside there. That it's it's not even a I don't it's not a bridge. I don't even know what you can call that, but it's like in between the verses. And he does this on the first one too. I found a pretty way to say that I can't throw it all away. A little song to make you stay, and that a a a melody leaving me make you see just that just that feel inside there. That's this really is cool. a well written song. It really is. And back to the sort of the, the picture he's painting. You know, he says you could kill the engine, just cool it for a while. And you know, maybe I could calm you down a little bit. Who hasn't been in that fight in the car Absolutely. with your wife, Jason's wife's right, right here on the front row? Who hasn't been in that? Like, hey, if you just, just settle just, down for a little bit, this is gonna be okay. We're yeah. not going anywhere. Just relax. Let's calm down. Let's everybody settle down for the trip for a while. Arpeggios in this are just—I was going to say the arpeggios are a little Beatlesque almost, aren't they? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Beatles. Uh, a D E. So we're just hey, doing like I, a one-four. Full, full disclosure: I'm not a Beatles fan. I'm just saying that was very Beatlesque. Full disclosure: I am. Oh, I think we know. Comes up a little bit. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah, really, song. really nice song. Yeah, well executed. Track number seven is Long Drive Home. 
This is a really cool Hank Williams line. Golly. Yeah, I love it. That's a great one. Fiddle saw again. The fiddle's right back. <laughs> hey, but the, the guitar on this is fantastic. The guy, he kills it on the guitar. Another relationship song. A lot of country music, obviously. All music is sure. relationship. Country and blues definitely grab the relationship thing and run with it as the primary songwriting emphasis. Fall into a C sharp minor here. I love this right here. That right there. That's a cool change. Yeah. That was a cool change. This is definitely a clap along yeah. without question. Another another song about fighting in the car, I guess. It sounds like it. Or maybe it's fighting on the tour bus. You know, maybe he's doing everything. Yeah, on the phone. maybe it is. Yeah. You know, he says to her here in this verse, if home is what you're looking for, won't you find another business? And if loving songs ain't in your cards, won't you find another game? So it's like, if, if you're not It does sound this, tour bus conversation, yeah. right? Why are you on the bus? Why, why are you traveling with us playing this stuff in the first place? If you're in this relationship to fight, why don't you go find another 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 relationship? Because I'm not here to fight. You right. know? If, if, if this, if love is not in the cards here... Find another game, and I think that is beautiful. You know, I never really considered that. And he says, "Living with these low-down fools," which is definitely, you know, the bandmates. I feel a little bit like that way sometimes in my other stuff. You know, this is being recorded, right? (laughs) No offense, (laughs) Verdell. Love that. The harmonies on this. These guys harmonize really really nicely done. The, uh, the synergy these guys have together they have spent a lot of time in bars playing together like perfecting these songs and I think it's just really really well done are we are we four albums in with these guys is the fourth or the third he says we I think it's the I think it's the fourth it's the fourth it's definitely yeah, the fourth. at least the fourth yeah. I He's, can name them all he you goes guys ahead. are fanboying out wait this is why I was intimidated to come on this show you guys are like I think the band guy was in the original alright <laughs> <laughs> Try that again. That's cool. I think that once again, that, that could either go relationship or back to the band tour bus thing. Yeah, you know, that's something you got to yeah. believe for one way or the yeah, other. And, you know? he, and he tells her, like, I'm not giving this up. And, you know, you knew the game when you got into this. Yeah, I've got I've got to lose something to make these dreams come true. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he says, we've got a long drive home, and I'm damned if I do, and you're damned if you don't. I, I, I just think that's such a, that's a good line. Yeah. I, I will rebuke myself. I will repudiate myself for calling this simpleton music, because this is actually very well-written yeah. poetry. I love the Hank Williams line. So I've got, uh, yeah, that was great. For, for disclosure, I've got a few drinks in me, and I'm trying not to sing into the microphone, because nobody needs that. <laughs> uh, well, you can sing into the microphone if you want to, and no. we won't hold it against you. I've heard you play guitar. You're a good guitar player. Uh, that's cool. I love the ending on this one too. 
Once again, no fade outs. No fade outs. So simple. At the corner of Easton and Maine in Tulsa, Oklahoma, yep. you're going to find a little place called Kane's Ballroom Floor. Where Bob Wills, Bob Wills. was kind of the house band from 1935 sure. to 1942. That's Bob the name Wills of this track, by the way, Easton and Maine. This goes, uh, structure is a one, two minor, four, five. It goes with G, A minor, C, and a G, and then there's a D thrown in here. This is as country as it gets, man. Without question. But the, the, There's a the steel guitar again. The country boy goes to the city and kind of gets defeated a little bit and goes home. Like, if you're from a town of 15,000 people or less, you've got to identify with this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This was originally on the uh, 2007 Bossier City. Okay, so this is one of two that they re-recorded for this yeah. album. Okay. So, Dan, you're a big fan of these guys. Was this yep. song really popular, like, in their live shows to the point that they thought they should bring it back for the album and re-record it with a bigger budget, or what's the deal there? Yeah, I don't think I saw these guys live until, like, 2015. Until this album came I out? Was, well, I was listening to them before this, well before this, but, you know, I've been married and had kids for a long time. Sure. I don't see as many shows as I've wanted to. Preach the but, choir. Um, y- your wife is listening Oh, no, live. I'm just saying, it's hard to get out and see shows. <laughs> It's one of those things. Again, y'all know this has been recorded, right? I wasn't saying anything negative. I was we just saying facts. It's hard to get Norway. to recorded. In Australia, right. they're all going to hear this. No, I don't. I, I really don't know. Um, I've heard this song live. I want to say. Um, well, it, just, it just makes me wonder yeah. what would be the why they brought it back. What, why bring something back from your debut and re-record it? Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, I'm glad they did. It, it, it fits on the. the the story fits on the album really yeah. well. So, I really enjoyed uh, I saw these guys uh, live in uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, of all places. And they played the Peacemaker Music Festival. And it was before sort of the decline or any of that stuff. And they were playing underneath the bridge at this pavilion thing. One of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Phenomenal. And it was all of these songs. And, uh, gotcha. This to me, I said this about an earlier song. This sounds like, like country. Like this could be, I could be listening to George Strait play this song. This is very much George Strait. This this sounds like straight, straight up like classic country. Well, and especially those Dean Dillon composed songs that George Strait was doing back in the eighties. Sure, absolutely. When you think about like, um, you know, the chair and uh, uh, oceanfront property. I mean, this is a two step. This has got that vibe too. Absolutely. Yeah, you you walk into, you know, it's nineteen ninety five. You stop in for a beer at Dumas Walker. Or a VFW, and this song's on the jukebox. It, not, it would fit perfectly. You're not yeah. disappointed. Is that the Kentucky Headhunters, Dumas Walker? They sang that song, yeah. 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 I always wonder who uh, Miss Walker was. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they're all going down there to it. Sounds like it. Do Miss Walker. What would she want with a country boy like me? Right, exactly. Just a just a little snuff dipping cowboy from Graham going to Fort Worth. What's the interest? Why? Why? But I'm gonna go back. That that uh, line about I'm just uh, soaking up the bourbon stain. That's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save up some money. Make it work again. I'm gonna go back. This is going to happen. She's going to change her mind. I'm going to roll back into town at the top of my game. I'm going to wash my shirt. That's right. I'm going to get a new shirt. 
Let me get a new shirt. Brand new shirt. You got some new snaps. This is gonna she's a whole different man. She's got a whole different opinion. God, the bass on that was really, really solid, man. Okay, so this is track number nine. This is Seven Oaks. Uh, featured on uh, the Netflix show The Ranch before this we is knew the one? Okay. Danny Masterson was a rapist. <laughs> Here Can goes. I say that? Is, is anybody listening to this? So the next two songs are train songs. This is so this is so Merle Haggard to me. Yeah. This is that Western move out to uh, out to California. Yeah. And what did Todd, Todd Snyder sing about? Train song. Yep. I mean, that's, and, and, and who, this could be, this, who made this, that famous? Robert Earl King? Yeah, this could be Todd Steiner, Robert Earl King, Steve yeah. Earl Hager. Well, we're, we're singing about farming, and we're singing about a bad year in farming, is what it's Right, yeah, to. so they, they can't, there's nothing for you to come pick up anymore. This is yeah. Dust Bowl, Woody Guthrie shit. They, that's exactly right. right. You, good call. Let the bank come get it. There ain't no silver in these pockets anymore. Train keep it moving all night long. No. You can hear that chugging away. Fiddle cool. is getting it. That's good fiddle. That's like good this. fiddle. Hey, yeah. screw the government. Right Look, if you're going to play the fiddle, this is the way to play it. Oh, yeah. That's the concession I'll give you. Okay? going to take it all. I don't care. I'm going to sit here and play the fiddle. Ain't nothing left that you can take anyway, so what the hell? Even says here the train don't stop here around the north. Train don't stop around here anymore. So we're back to the train thing, yeah? So I moved on down the line, yeah. yeah. And we have no train running through Graham, Texas anymore. Used to. Used to. Great guitar playing. But we have a train yeah, horn at the football game. He just did some of the... We do. little chicken pick in there. He knows what he's doing. Who's playing that? The guy from the Culture Club? The guy from... I didn't know Boy George spent a lot of time in Oklahoma, but... <laughs> A lot of rest stops. I bet he stood. A lot of rest stops. <laughs> Evan Felker. <laughs> oh, Evan was one. Okay, Evan's playing. Cherokee allotted land. That's just Oklahoma farmer. That's a Cherokee, yeah. A little boogie-woogie piano there, too. That's cool. There was, yeah, there was a little piano in the background. We don't even have wine anymore. Man, I'll tell you what, you run out of wine before you run out of cornbread normally. Oh, That's pretty rough. Some, oh, I got some fiddle. You run out of cornbread, things are bad. Now listen to the train take off. That's cool. Woo! That's some honky tonk piano right there. Y'all can dance. We can move some of these tables out of the way over here. Hell, dance on the tables. Whatever makes you happy. Over that. I better prove that with Gail first, though. Just wearing it out. Just wearing it smooth uh, ass out. Great yeah. guitar playing. Yeah. This is just gratuitous instrument. Yeah. As a guitar player, I approve gratuitous guitar this playing. This would be a great song for a fade out, wouldn't it? There's no such thing as a great song for a fade up. I bet this is really good live. 
the uh, Ricky Skaggs. I don't think I heard this one. Around. I don't. I mean, you know what I mean. It just kind of lends itself no. to just no, that perpetual just, jam and like, just like. Let's introduce everybody. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, on yeah, the yeah, fiddle. Yeah. Let's flex on this song. Yeah, yeah. Well, back to Bob Wills. We're the Texas Playboys. This is track number 10, Doreen, and no. this is a hey, cover. This is a banger. This, now is, this is a cover of the old 97s playing you, Doreen. You'll notice Are I they put ever going to be around here, guys? They're going to be here on I heard June a rumor 5th, earlier that they were coming. The yeah. first Saturday in June. Yeah. 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 You'll notice there's no music playing. Why yeah. is there no music playing here? Because uh, you press stop. Because I, Evidently. Play, because I would like for us all to rise and face the East and welcome you to one of my new favorite songs. <laughs> What? What? I put star love. I put crazy guitar sound. I put favorite. I put awesome solo. Devil went down to Georgia. Chicken picking. Kids in the hall theme. Everything about this song, I absolutely love. This is Doreen, track number 10. It's written by the great Rhett Miller of the old 97s. Uh, they recorded this for a 2009 or 2010 album, and I am here to tell you that this version on the Turnpike Troubadours album is better than the original. 100% yeah. better, without question. I do not know. How many times have I listened to this song in the last 24 hours? I, th- this song, I have worn the, the, the grooves off the album. Absolutely love this song. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Doreen. Rock along with me, would you? Love this. Absolutely love this. So, feel so proud right now. It's like you just had another child. I'm, almost like chicken. I wrote the song. Like well, I'm so you happy almost did, to, actually. to receive that chicken this. Picking? I need y'all to shut up. This and just validation. <laughs> Can y'all please shut up and listen to my new favorite song? <laughs> so I think this is better than the original because the Troubadours are such much better musicians than the old 97s are. They have this like yeah, punk vibe I mean, and they're... they're they, they, come on, this is, it is what it is. Punk is such a great word. Old 97s are almost like punk country. They're punk country, that's exactly what they are. I love old 97s. Again, a train. So he met this girl but who's I barely 17. I saw God. I saw God, yeah. So he's out on the road. In a bar dish. In the wreckage we call. I saw God in a bar dish in Queens. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, it's, it's, it's okay. So in Queens? He, he had a bad dream, and so he assumes that his girl is cheating on him back home. And so he's created these demons, these devils. The devil went down to Georgia. You know, this whole ethos around yeah. what's happened with this girl. And it's just driving him crazy. You just, you just got to call her. You just got to get on the phone and find out what's going on. Yeah, he's, he's out on the road. But she didn't do anything. Life. She didn't do anything. But, but he's, Well, not that we're aware of. We don't know. We don't know if she did anything or I not. I mean, I suspect she did, did something. She probably did, right? Her name's Doreen. I mean, it lends itself to that. It does but lend itself to that. He doesn't know for sure. But he's out on the road. He's drinking. Like, right now he's in the bus. The guy's handing him old crow. And I just want to rock with this. Doreen, Doreen. Last night I had a dream. The guitar is ridiculous. This is really his best track on this album. Like they just said, play whatever you want, have a good time. And he yeah. just went nuts. Yeah, the guitar player came yeah, out. The actor player just went crazy. Yeah. I listen to this. Fiddle's Devil, actually okay. Devil went down to Georgia. Fiddle. I'll take the fiddle oh, on this one. In the fiddle? The fiddle God, okay, turn it off. I'm leaving. I'm done. <laughs> but, I, I did what listen, I came to do. The second, the fiddle player's going to go. Oh, 
That guitar riff is ridiculous. Yeah. Listen to the way he, uh, there's two sections here where he goes. And this next one, he's going to draw out Doreen. Hear the fiddle? And he kicks right back into it. You're right, that's definitely, like, Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So, the interpersonal side of this, we're like borderline, maybe you get a protective order. <laughs> I don't mean it's to nerd scary, out right? on the lost stuff. No, that's a good like, point. We're like, if you're on the road and you're stopping and calling in every payphone yeah. because you think of something like that. And he's told her, admit it. Admit what you've done. She's yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, I was at mom's doing laundry. What's the problem? That's a great track. Love, love that track. And we're going to follow that up with Slow it a very down. disappointing track. Uh, don't, this, is my least favorite. Favorite. Oh, this is I my least favorite song. on the album. Yeah. This is track this is 11. It's a, a great song. So gauzy and so My original notes on this were, and, and I quote, meh. This is uh, track 11, Fall Out of Love. This is uh, blues and eight. Boozy, tear-soaked. Hear that... that vibrato that, re- that reverb guitar back there it's kind of the sad kind of the end of the night we're calling uh we're calling it night folks y'all gotta can't stay here yeah you know you, you gotta, gotta go. go home yeah so uh we're at the end of the night i, I just think this is awesome if i'd heard this song now after doing so many divorces probably wouldn't give a shit you know what i mean but before my art was black <laughs> You know, you can kind of feel some of this pain in there. That's the cool thing about these songs. That's the cool thing about country music. If you can't feel it, if you can't at least identify with their emotion, it's a shitty song. He says, you know, that's, that's a fair point. I just think it's kind of, it's kind of derivative and it's kind of a disappointment compared to the songs that led up to it. That's all. Maybe if they placed it earlier in the album and I hadn't just had a whole couple that I really liked a lot, I might have had a different opinion of it. So. He says... You bet your heart, you bet your heart on, on a, a diamond. diamond. And, and I played the clubs, clubs in space. space. That is brilliant. And we gambled and lost. And so it goes back to uh, a few songs earlier that I can sing. I can't call the name of it now after this uh, gracious host plied us with drinks. But he's got this sort of road thing, like the road is ruining my relationships. Right. Yeah. Playing the clubs is what's led me to doing this. I played, I played the clubs in spades. God dang! I mean, that's, I that's not I even shoehorning that in. I mean, that's no. just that's just brilliant writing, straight up there. Sure. Can't commit to a relationship because I'm always on the road and doing this music thing. Maybe I don't know. Disagree with you completely. I, I think this is a good song. Fair enough. I say it's a bad song. I just said I didn't like it. I disagree with you. I think you do. <laughs> I think you do like this song. He said it was a bad song. You if you were doing your job, you convince him that you divide and conquer. See my strategy, Dan. This is actually your fault that I don't like it. I think it's what Michael's trying to say. You don't like that tone? I think the guitar playing is fantastic. I think his guitar sounds great. 
Kyle, ease back on that fiddle, brother. Mm-mm. No. Drum solo. Love it. Just ends. No hey, at least out. there was no fade out, it though, right? It just ended like the relationship. Or maybe cool. you passed out. Passed out drunk. And here After we are. Just... The club. So, last track, track number 12. Would you like Bozier to introduce this one? Yeah. Thank you. This is Bozier City. And this was also on their first album. Yeah. 2007, yeah. This, so I uh, think this, too, is a deeper social commentary about certain rural issues. The opioid epidemic and okay. just people not... Yeah, this is uh, like the whole theme in here is like she didn't know about it if you don't tell her kind of thing, right? I'm gonna go waste all this money. He's buying pills, he's selling pills, he's gambling, he's drinking. This uh, cool Zydeco sound, little accordion, little harmonica inside here. This is very much Jerry Jeff Walker and Robert Earl King type stuff. Yeah, love it. Yeah, this song's fantastic. It's a great way to end the album. Those people on the east side of the Sabine, this is the type of stuff that they live. Yeah. And and if you've ever been in a casino in Bossier City or. Oklahoma or anywhere like that, you know that some maybe some child support daughter, dollars are getting spent there. there. Maybe some dollars that should be going to child support are being spent, spent there. there. Yeah. Well, maybe there's maybe we sold some pills and we got some money. We can go play some slots. Maybe that's how he got the money for the child support quarter slot. Well, there was that line that just happened. It was a thousand dollars. That's just gasoline. Yeah. You know, no, no, no big deal. R.C. Edwards is just killing it on that base. He's walking all over the place. It sounds really good. Yeah, just absolutely slays. The guitar playing on this is fantastic. Yeah. Ryan Engelman's killing it right here. Listen Love to this. That's a great line. Back to what you were talking about earlier. He's, he's spinning it like he's got it, but he don't got it. He don't got it. He don't got it. You know that Lucy's kind of crazy. Right, exactly. But she ain't got her pills. Her pills. Got her pills. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of James A. Murphy's yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern Oklahoma Opaloid. Yeah, you Bingo. Bingo. Sort of, exactly. Yeah. And how they just kind of pound through it, just keep the same groove going. It may not be right, but it's the way we live. Buddy. Exactly. Yeah. This is a great way to end this album, too. Oh, I agree completely. This makes a solid bookmark with the Bird Hunters. I think you get like the good storytelling on both ends and two different kinds of songs, definitely, but solid storytelling yeah. to start and finish with. We've got no problem with that. Now I'll take the fiddle on that one, too. That's fine. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, it's a fade out. I mean, was it, it was kind of, maybe it was just a quiet stop. I think it was just a quiet stop. Let's just go with quiet stop. stop. Yeah. He was just walking out. It was over, yeah. so he was the walking away. The microphone was still going. He was just stepping back. He was playing from still yeah, all yeah. the way out to the parking lot. Absolutely. He had some pills or some slots or something oh, to whatever. do. Yeah. Dan, you said you could give us three albums. We could pick one, and you would convince us that Red Dirt Country is worth the crap. And now it's time for the verdict. Counselor, it's time for you uh, to uh, face the uh, Closing face the jury. I guess. Let's go to the audience. 
So, uh, audience, by show we're gonna of, go straight to the jury. Actually, okay, by, by show of applause, did Dan convince you that the Turnpike Troubadours' 2015 self-titled album should be one of your favorite albums? That's unanimous for the people. Jason, what's your judgment? Yeah, no, I'm in. It's uh, it's good stuff. I'm really glad I got. I was forced to listen to it. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I'll, I'll make this unanimous. Uh, and even though this isn't like my genre of choice, this is a damn. Damn good album. Absolutely. And I like the way you said it. Not my genre of choice. Probably not going to find myself uh, frequently leaning towards listening to this stuff. But you know what? It's really goddamn good. I've got to say, it's fan- it's really good stuff. I'll guarantee you I listen to Doreen a whole bunch. Yeah. And, you and haven't stopped playing it around the office yeah, in the last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man. That's, that's jam. Yeah, that's great stuff. Dan, thank you for being on. Good hey, job, thank man. you guys for having me. Hey, thanks, I was for, so thanks for being here with us, man. This was so much fun. I was kind of sweating it because you guys, you have better guests on. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what, next... E minor on that one, and it's <laughs> a four steps up. Yeah, I'll tell you what, next Christmas party, uh, let's get drunk and you throw the gauntlet down again, and we'll do this again. Oh, okay. man, I don't know what else I've got. Okay, yeah, I can do something. You guys in the alternative jazz? Yeah, yeah. Nine, nine months to think about it. So. <laughs> you can almost have a baby in that amount of time. So I am not going to do that. We hope you've enjoyed our lively debate straight from Pratt's books in Graham, Texas. And we hope you check out the Turnpike Troubadours, just as we have, as our newest entry into our favorite albums. Thanks for hanging with us. Boomer Center. Our Favorite Albums podcast represents the opinions of our host and guests only. All copyrighted material is presented for review, criticism, or critique only. Content rights are reserved by the copyright owners. This has been a production of Our Favorite Albums.